Up next is Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Pete's Ponderings is a selection of Pete's candid commentary on everyday issues for Kiwis, taken from his show, Afternoons. Listen to the live broadcast of Peter Williams' Afternoon Show at 1pm, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Well, welcome to Monday. This is the Peter Williams Afternoon Show, uh, Monday after the most stunning of autumn weather weekends where I live. And uh, from down here, we watch on as the north gets yet another drenching. Now, a couple of things about this big storm. One, it will surely only speed up the great move south. Uh, We hear anecdotally, and there's nothing wrong with anecdotes, that more and more people are just getting fed up with the terrible storms the North has been copping this past summer and autumn. So down here, we're very pleased that we're already here, but more and more from up north are discovering that this is really the best place in New Zealand to live. We welcome you sometime soon. Secondly, let us not jump to the default position that this latest storm is all about climate change. Because perhaps we should consider a few reports from back in February of this year from reputable science publications about the impact of the huge Tongan volcano explosion in January of last year. Now, this was the biggest atmospheric explosion in more than a century, injecting, according to the American Geophysical Union, a record amount of water vapour into the atmosphere. The study says the H2O injection was unprecedented in both magnitude and altitude and says it may take several years for the water plume to dissipate. Another study from Nature Climate Change says the eruption could cause an increase in global surface temperatures lasting for several years. And there are more reports with similar themes from people who actually know what they're talking about. So when the 6 o'clock news reports, as it inevitably will tonight, that this is another event caused by man-made climate change, just treat that statement with the scepticism it deserves and remember the Hunga Tonga eruption from last year and the water vapour it thrust into the atmosphere. Remember, what goes up must come down. This is the Peter Williams Afternoon Show. Our new text number is 2057 2057, or you can email us through inbox at realitycheck.radio. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, There's still a good deal of chat around the political class about the tax report that came out last week. This is about how rich people don't pay enough tax. Uh, But I read on Friday that one of the richest men in the country, Rod Duke of Briscoe's, wasn't even interviewed. That's extraordinary. But you see, maybe there's a reason for that. Because in the last 12 months, Rod Duke's wealth has actually decreased by about a quarter. Now, don't feel too sorry for him. A year ago, when Briscoe's shares were over $6, a Rod was worth about a billion, give or take a million or two. He's got, or rather his family trust has, 171 million Briscoe's shares, about three quarters of the company. In the last year, the share price has dropped to $4.50. So Rod is now only worth $770 million. He wouldn't have paid any tax on his increased wealth because there was none. In fact, he might have got 
a huge refund or a tax credit. But because Briscoe's shares pay a 28 cent per share dividend, Rod would have collected about $48 million in dividend payments last year, on which you have to pay tax. So it's likely, based on those figures, and these are round numbers, Rod Duke would have paid around $20 million in tax last year. Is that not enough for the green-eyed monsters of the Labour and Green parties? He didn't take a salary as managing director either. I don't know about you, but anybody who pays $20 million in tax in a year has done his bit in my book. And if Rod had been interviewed along with the 311 other rich listers, his experience in the last 12 months might have screwed the scrum and increased the average amount of tax paid. And, you know, we can't let the facts get in the way of a good story, can we? This is the Peter Williams Afternoon Show for a Monday. I want to say something more about tax. It's been something of a hot-button topic in recent days because of the Revenue Minister David Parker doing such a great impersonation of the green-eyed monster. Uh, There's a big article in the New Zealand Herald today essentially agreeing with Parker that the wealthy and the old have had it too good for too long and it's about time they paid more tax so that the poor can have more government handouts. Now that is a pathetic attitude. I just don't see how giving so-called poor people more handouts is ever a good thing. 50 years of a generous welfare system since the introduction of the DPB in 1973 proves to me that just giving people more welfare money doesn't make for a motivated and ambitious society. But one thing in this sopping wet article featuring all the usual left-wing suspects like Max Rushbrook and Shamabil Yikob that I can sort of agree with is the bit on superannuation. Now, when you turn 65, you don't have to take it. You don't have to enrol for it. But I actually don't know any eligible people who don't collect New Zealand super. With the latest increases, I now get $381.82 a week just for being of a certain age. As from today, I think that goes up even more with the winter heating supplement. Now, that's nice. But there are many like me who who don't actually need it. We have saved well and invested well during our working lives, helped by sometimes crazy asset inflation and good fund managers and our KiwiSaver providers, and, of course, the booming housing market. But ever since I've turned 65, I've paid more in tax each year than I've been paid through the super, so I don't feel guilty at all about collecting it. However, isn't it time to have another look at who gets the super? If we are serious about having a fair tax system, shouldn't there be some kind of income test for superannuitants? Not necessarily an asset test, although good assets will often meet a a good income, of course, but a nice freehold house is not generating a cash income. However, if your income as a pensioner is, say, over 70000 a year, do you really need a pension too? Amongst all the gnashing of teeth about the rich not paying their fair share, which I don't think is actually true, I will concede that we need to look again at the government superannuation scheme. Either increase the age at which you get it or means test it against other income. Because to me, universality is not efficiency or effectiveness. 
like with all benefits, we need to target the needy and not just spray it everywhere. You're listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Now, some feedback which has come in to 2057, our new text number, or to inbox at realitycheck.radio. This is from somebody who just signs himself or herself as C. Hi, guys. Love listening to your show through my earplugs while gardening or out running. I especially loved Pete's episode on the Prime Minister resigning. (laughs) That was a week or two ago. I will never forgive her either. And I'm an Australian. I mostly listen to replays and wanted to save having to stop running or to take off my gardening gloves to find the next episode. Is there any chance that replay episodes could run continuously? That would be brilliant, because I just want to keep listening. Thanks, C. I I hear what you're saying, C. I'm pretty sure that if you just let one uh, replay fold into the next, run into the next, uh, it will carry on, because we do the same thing when we're in the car. We plug in... Uh, reality check replays on the weekends especially into uh, our Apple CarPlay and it just keeps on going from one interview to the next, one item to the next. It's really just like a series of podcasts. So if you try that, it may well happen for you. Uh, This is from Rosie and Mac McIntosh. I just wanted to say a big thank you to Peter Williams for coming all the way to Southland today to the little town of Waikaka to challenge us about where democracy has gone in New Zealand over the past five years. Thank you, Peter. I'm hoping more people are waking up to the truth and the reality. Uh, That's in reference to the Anzac Day service that I was uh, very fortunate to attend last week and uh, made a speech or made an address at it. It was a pleasure going down there. And actually, Rosie and Mac, it's not uh, that far for me to travel to Southland, just a, a couple of hours' drive each way. This is Reality Check Radio. Here's some correspondence which has come into inbox at realitycheck.radio. It's from Alex Lloyd. It says, Peter, a quick message to say great job on the interview this afternoon with the lecturer from Auckland. He's referring to Professor Grant Schofield, who we talked to on Friday afternoon. Uh, Alex continues, his voice of reason, rationality and clarity is a solitary one these days in education. Sadly, the greater the Chairman Mao-like cultural revolution of wokeness spreads like a cancer throughout our society, men like this are becoming more rare as people are cowed into submission and silence in order to preserve careers and reputations. The greatest casualties of this insidious rot permeating every level of modern culture are truth and objective reality – as more and more people bow the knee to ideological delusions and outright falsehoods. Hats off to the likes of Grant, yourself and those at RCR for managing to maintain personal integrity and a commitment to intellectual honesty in a world where both can land you on the scrap heap of obscurity with one unapproved opinion. All the best to you and the team. As mainstream media loses viewers and listeners by the thousands daily, places like RCR will only benefit from the exodus. Well, thank you for that, uh, Alex. Exceedingly well written. I loved your language. I loved your vocabulary. 
uh, please write again. Uh, some other messages which have come in. Uh, this is from somebody who does not sign themselves off. Maybe it was a text. Uh, Peter, I too received a $30 speeding ticket for seven kilometres per hour over 50 in a rural area where the speed or the road speed limits have been reduced. No one around except a speed van. It is so petty. Yes, that is true. This is in reference to a $30 speeding ticket I received in the little central Otago town of Omakar on Easter Sunday when there was nobody in the main street. I was doing 60. I should have been doing 50. Uh, Hi, Peter. Love RCR. Read the speeding ticket. Are you sure it was not from a camera or did you get stopped? I got one the same as that. But cameras are everywhere now. That's from Brenda. Yes, you're probably right, Brenda. To be honest, I didn't see the cop there that uh, that day. It might have been a camera up a pole somewhere that pinged me as I went through a village at 10 kilometres over the speed limit with no other car around. I mean, it's it's pathetic, isn't it? It's just a revenue-gathering exercise. Police really should have other things to worry about. And then I get a ticket, as I said last week, I get a ticket in Omakar, and it's processed by Police National Headquarters in Wellington, which is where my letter came from, and it was for a $30 fine. I mean, really, I think the labour and the technology involved in processing that ticket would have cost a darn sight more than 30 bucks. Uh, and then, Peter, Robert F. Kennedy was also censored in a live interview on ABC. Look on Twitter at Erin at Health Nut News. She shared a clip. Uh, maybe I will do that. Uh, thank you, correspondent. I don't know uh, who has sent that in. But Robert F. Kennedy, who is running for president, by the way, in case you haven't heard, uh, appears to be getting very little in the way of coverage anywhere, anywhere in the uh, the media world as he makes his bid to uh, take the Democrat uh, nomination off uh, Joe Biden. I suspect he won't be able to do it, but at least in a fair and reasonable society, a man with his name and his credentials before he got that terrible label of anti-vaxxer, uh, a man with his credentials and his family name should at least get some coverage, shouldn't he? It would appear not. You're listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Now, I was intrigued by a story in the Otago Daily Times on Saturday about a young cricketer named Oliver White. He tried to get off a conviction for drink driving. He tried to pull all the usual strings about how it would affect his future as a cricketer and off the field as well. In the end, the judge basically said, tough, you've done the deed, pay a $500 fine with $130 court costs and you're banned from driving for six months. He also said quite correctly that a drink driving conviction is not going to hinder your future career as a sportsman or in any other field. And I agree. I know that. I had a drink driving conviction 24 years ago. I have to say it hasn't affected my life much at all, apart from quite a bit of embarrassment at the time. I lost my license for three months, but I think I was fined $750. So young Oliver White has got off pretty leniently with $500 a quarter of a century later. But the thing about Oliver White is that he was picked up at 12.30 in the afternoon, after a sleep and after eating breakfast, and he still read 
462 micrograms. The legal limit these days is just uh, 250. So you could understand why he wanted off, because he thought he had done the right thing. He had a decent sleep after a night out on the drink, but it just goes to show that it doesn't take much, it seems, these days to be over the limit. If I was Oliver White, I would take it on the chin. I would use the six months out of a car to get really fit and to train hard for the next cricket season. We all make mistakes, son, but believe me, a drink-driving conviction is not the end of your life. You've been listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Remember, you can catch Pete's full show combining smooth sounds and candid commentary on everyday issues for Kiwis and the Peter Williams Afternoon Show on our live broadcasts 1pm Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays right here on RCR Reality Check Radio